welcome to episode 15 of Slaying It with Santa Rob. I hope you've been enjoying uh, our weekly podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy this week's. You know, you, you, you never know who you're going to hear. You know, we, we've had some cartoonists, we've had wrestlers, we've had some singers. I haven't had any guitar players on here yet. So I'm looking to see who's somebody that everybody would love. We're bringing in a legend today from White Cross. Welcome to the sleigh, Rex Carroll. Hey, Rob. Rex, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You're nice and crystal clear. It's a beautiful thing. That's a, it is a beautiful thing. For, for those of you uh, who don't know, we've been trying to connect for a while, and uh, and uh, technical technical difficulties have been uh, have been screwing us up tonight. But we're we're finally on. I hope we're we're, <laughs> we're back. We're we're new and improved, even. We're new and improved, <laughs> but we don't have a color that rhymes with improved. We, we don't have yeah yeah. It's, I feel like Alice Cooper at this point. There's nothing that rhymes. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Slaying It. You're the first guitar player I've had on the show. I figured if I'm going to bring in a guitar player, I've got to go big or just don't do it at all. Yeah, that's so, a good amp, dude. That's the right way to do it. So, so I mean, I, I saw you back in the day with, with King James here in Indy back in 94. Yep. And... uh and, and surprisingly, I hadn't seen seen you again, or actually met you in person, talked until a few years back when you played Rocktoberfest here in Indianapolis. Ah, you know, yes, yeah. I, I think that was all the way back in 2016. That yeah. So we're going back a ways again. So yeah, time has really just flown since then. And, and that was that was a fun show. I mean, it was you guys. Yeah, it was. It was a great night. Yeah, you, you guys, Petra Striper, uh, Chaotic Resemblance was there, and of course, uh, Tra- Travis and Kelly Frank, who put on yep. the show. Yep. And uh, and, and if, if memory serves me correct, you guys blew up the compressors. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I I had been. <laughs> I, I was downstairs with uh, with Petra, and I, I I came back up and uh, was loving everything I was hearing. And all of a sudden, the sound just went blah. And then I heard it's like, yeah, what, they they blew up the compressors. So if if you're gonna put on a metal show, you got to bring the right equipment. Look, it's not my fault because I told them to get the compressor that goes to eleven. And they didn't listen again. And they and then once again they don't listen to me because I'm <laughs> only the guitar player. <laughs> yeah, you're only the guy who signs the checks. I know, I know. But it, let's do let's do a little white white cross uh, history. Uh, trip down memory lane. A trip down memory lane. The first album was '87. Yeah, but uh, you y'all formed in '85. That is correct. What? Yeah. transpired all this uh way back in 1977 
I was a freshman on campus at Northern Illinois University, and I fell in with uh, a Christian rock band on campus. Okay. So the the origins of Christian rock music do they go back that far, you know? And um, and I was in this band and. The Resurrection Band came out to do a, a show on our campus. Cool. And uh, the group that I was in was the opening band. <laughs> and I love it when Glenn Kaiser tells the story of how he met me. Yeah. Because um, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw this uh, crazy skinny kid with a, with a huge afro. <laughs> that was me back in the day. Um and uh you know and then i played the guitar and he was like oh boy (laughs) yeah yeah that that's his world so i made an impression on him and then he made an impression on me yeah Uh, i was like hey cool this is like uh it kind of showed me a template of how you could have a rock band and be a christian and you know merge those two things together right Uh, because you know that that was a brand a brand new concept for me. Um, so really, it was I don't want to be arrogant, but it was myself and and you know some of the other groups from California, Blood Good and Baron Cross, and there was a handful of dudes that all had the same idea around the same time okay like, hey let's let's make a rock band let's make a christian band then I, then you know i was aware of striper right but striper was the only band out there and i was like man there's room for another band um and the one thing i noticed is that there was there's no guitar heroes in any of these groups right so i you know i was thinking about that and my logic went something like like well you know uh we're not beautiful like striper um i don't know how to uh i don't know how to dress in spandex i wouldn't even know where to (laughs) where to get spandex that's because Um, you're from illinois I've never worn makeup. I wouldn't have the first idea how to put it on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and you and you're actually you're very close to the truth in that, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Because being from the Midwest, uh, everything that was happening out in LA, um, music-wise, you know, I'm getting all these uh, records. I'm growing up on you know rap. Mm-hmm. And all this West Coast rock band sound, and it's like, you know, and then you see these articles in Guitar Player magazine. Oh yeah, he's using a modified Lee Jackson modification uh, Marshall amp. You know, it's like taking stock gear that you can get at the music uh, store, right? And then everything is like hot rodded, right? And it's like, wow. Well, I would have the 
foggiest clue about that. There's no nobody around that does that kind of thing out here. Right. Um, so there was there was a there was about a five year gap between any, the time that anything happens in L.A. to where the technology eventually filters out to like the Midwest, and of course by then you know you're hopelessly behind the times already. Right. So, you know, so I was just trying to keep up with all that. And I was like, well, you know, we're not beautiful like stripers. So um, the the only shot that, that we're ever going to have as a band is we have to be better than everybody else. I figure yeah. the only shot that I'll ever have as a musician is I have to play really, really well. Right. Um and that's it. And plus, I love guitar, so right. it was a natural thing. Anyways, I just want to play guitar and jam along with my Michael Schenker records and everything else. Right. Um, so you know, when you when you talk to me and you ask questions like, "Well, who are your guitar influences?" I'm not really going to identify a lot of Christian guitar players because I didn't grow up on any of them. Right. Um, I grew up in. Uh, listening to music from the 60s and the 70s um there was you know there was a lot of great rock and roll music happening in those decades right. um so you know i was listening to all the usual suspects like your eric clapton's and carlos santana and and um jimmy hendrix and led zeppelin and on and on and on right um all the guys so that's you know i was learning my guitar technique from from all of that plus i did a uh, i ended up doing a guitar degree like a classical guitar degree at school and you know like i said we met glenn kaiser and then i was introduced to christian music and we got to see second chapter of acts mm-hmm. and keith green and you know some of these forerunners of the of the christian music world and then when i got out of school I got signed to Atlantic Records on a recording deal with the group Fierce Heart, which is like one of my side projects these days. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was turned out in, you know, God's economy. That was a very important time for me because just things that I learned from going through that experience were very helpful. Uh, You know, when that was all kind of done and the dust kind of settled on that and I was like okay well what am I going to do now you know I still want I had this desire I want to have a Christian rock band again and mm-hmm. so I met Scotty and we started uh, doing White Cross in about 1985 and then um, you know the other guys that thought oh Rex is crazy he's full of pipe dreams um, mm-hmm. you know, oh we got to play these original songs so they, they kind of grudgingly went along with it and, uh, you know, then we got our little record deal with Pure Metal Records and came out in 1987. But my previous experience recording was very helpful to all of that. So, okay. <clears throat> so you know, that's, I guess that's a long story. I never, I never have few words. <laughs> I always talk too long. So, no, you, no, you, you can't talk about the early, the early timeline. That's how I, that's, 
that's how the band started sort of from my perspective that, that's that's cool because that's that's a lot of stuff that i had no idea of so then i i think it's cool that uh that glenn kaiser's the is the guy that you uh opened up for back then yeah um and then like i said that was uh that was really uh great for me because i kind of um sort of uh, adopted that idea like hey they're a rock band and they they talk about god you know and they um their songs are uplifting believers and glorifying god and so forth and presenting the gospel in their lyrics and uh so that's really cool i want to do that let's see about that time petra was probably well they were restarting about that time with John Schlitt. Yeah, so there, I guess. Yeah. There, 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 that would have been 86. So there, there wasn't a whole lot of rock Christian bands at that time. Yeah, I guess, I guess um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I was aware of Petra in, from 85, I guess. First time I met uh, Scotty, the original singer from White Cross, First time I met him, he came through my door looking for guitar lessons. Huh. I said, well, I, I got a band, but I, don't, I need somebody to play the guitar. I can't find the guitar players, so maybe I'll bone up on my guitar skills a little bit. And he had a Petra t-shirt on. And so I know oh, that's Christian group, right? And uh, he was like, yeah. And then we just started talking about music. And then um, we went from there. It's just cool how how the whole, how all music ties in with everything. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of wild because, well, it, Glenn, you know that that guy can play anything, any any genre you can, you know, especially the blues. Yeah, that's you know the more I've talked to Glenn, he just really came up in that heavy kind of blues musical environment, and uh, you know, well, and everybody. You know, rock music. But I think I think blues. musically, uh, you know, I I sort of resonate to the same um, music influences that that Glenn had. We he's a little older than I am, but but we have a lot of the same uh, music influences. Yeah. So if maybe there's if there's a little bit of a similarity, just in the in the writing style, that would be the reason why. And, and and you play with Glenn every now and then at shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that that's just so cool that the connection yeah, is still did, there uh, after all these years. Yeah, yeah, we started doing that some years back. Um, Glenn was coming out to um, yeah. There's a little coffee house out in Beloit, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still there. They're still uh, operating on a shoestring budget. Uh, but I got to give props to the Overflowing Cup in Beloit, Wisconsin, just because they were there in 1977, and they have continued all these years without. They've never like stopped for a while. No, they've just they've kept it going the whole time. Wow. And they're just really uh, have ministered to that community out there. You know, they work with uh, homeless people and and drug addicts and, uh, 
you know, like the the people that the rest of polite society has cast aside. They're, they're, they're not preaching to the choir. Um, you know, yeah, this is like, it's, it's real where the rubber hits the road um, ministry. So Glenn had gotten invited out there to celebrate their 40th anniversary. And then they called me and I said, hey, Glenn's coming out. You want to come out and jam with Glenn? I said, you bet I do. So, so we went from there. And then ever since that, we've just been... From time to time, uh, we do things. That's that's just cool stuff. Yeah, and a couple of years ago, I got to go and do a week of like prison ministry with Glenn. He's wow. he's really into that hardcore prison ministry. Right. You know, that, that's um, that's another thing that's you know where the rubber hits the road. Right. Yeah, that's where the people need to hear it the most. Yep. Exactly. Well. That aside, uh, I keep up. I try I try to keep up with you on Facebook. Okay, and, and, and notice you, you you're you're all over the place. You know, you, you just you were in stock. I mean, you were in Stockholm recently. Yes, we have a music camp out there that we do every year. It's just it's kind of like School of Rock, where people come in from teenagers. It's mostly teenagers. Uh, but then there are like, there's always like a few adults, um, we'll take adults anywhere, anything from teenager up to about 60 years old, we've had them and they come in. I mean, there's no, and the whole point of that camp is it's a lot of intermediate level students who come in and then they get to play in a band together. And that's, that's the really cool thing is that we're working with them to, put on a great show and they learn it. And then 10 days later, they have a concert. And in the meantime, they're, they're learning about God. Um, this is a, it's a secular camp that is run by Christians. So we, okay. We kind of, uh, you know, I don't shy away from sharing my faith or my story or, you know, you know when people want to talk, I talk very freely about my faith um but we don't really have the leeway to just make a hot and out like evangelistic okay. type okay camp so okay so the focus is a little it's more on music okay but um but we have a lot of great experiences with the kids so oh that that's just that I, I can just imagine how some of those guys feel, some of those kids feel when they're, when they're playing beside you, you know, that'd be, that'd be like me walking up to, well, rest of soul, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Going, it's like, Oh my, it would be a Wayne's world moment. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> but, uh, back in, back to the, the present, what, uh-huh. what are you, what are you doing musically now? What can we expect from you now? Uh, what I've been doing today is trying to get my guitar tones together for this White Cross album that we've been working on. And I got to be honest with you, we had a plan. And the plan was to have the record done and out in time for this fall. And there have been a series of delays. Um, I had a flood in the studio. Yeah. That sent me back like uh, about six, eight weeks. And 
Um, but we've had some issues this year. Our drummer, Mike, his, his wife passed away uh, about, about, like, she's been, been gone about a year. Wow. And that's been really hard on Mike. She was sick for many, many years. Um, and it was just kind of a matter of time. So it wasn't a total surprise. But, of course, it's always hard when you lose uh, your spouse. And then, right. um, and then what else? Like there was something else. Oh, and then, uh, then I, I had some studio time in Nashville with uh, our vocal sessions. Mm-hmm. And our, our lead singer got sick like two days before the sessions. Oh, jeez. So I had a week of studio time booked with John Lowry. The, the Petra reference there. Yeah, he, um, he's he's quite a guy, is, isn't he? Oh, he's a great great friend of mine. Yeah, he, he's he's one of the best. I've gotten a lot of good input from Johnny, and you know, it's just really fun because we're like two musicians, and we just talk about anything uh, about music, and uh, you know, we just trade stories about. Well, you know, this happened on uh, this one gig, and then I met so and so, and then. It went like this, and then uh, you know we talk about like what is our what is our ministry about? You know why are we still here? You know again he's he's a bit older than I am, but I'm getting up there too, so I'm more at a point where I'm not uh, I'm I'm just want to make sure that um, I'm spending the days as God would like me to spend the days, right? Because um, you know time is short for all of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a, there's a killer new song on the record. It's called 29,000. I love this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great, great music. And uh, the lyrics are just point out the fact that hey, you get about 29,000 days. Wow. That's it. That's it. And it, they're one by one, they're ticking away. Yeah. And so, what are you doing with the days that you have? Wow. So. There's some uh, there's some pretty cool messages on this record, so I'm real excited about the record, but we've just had a lot of delays, and so now we're just we're getting back on track again, yeah. And um, it's just going to be late, you know. The record's going to be late coming out, so there's not a whole lot I can do about things that have already happened. So, you think it's going to be in the next year? Oh yeah, for sure. I I'm hoping it'll be out by the end of the year. Uh, but I was hoping to have it out in time for like Immortal Festival that's coming up in September. Right. But I completely have missed that deadline completely. So, yeah. So I'll just keep working on it and try again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to try to make it. I was going to try to go to the Immortal Festival part one this year. Yeah. But it ain't happening. <laughs> So, well, well so, I encourage as many people, um, you know, it's like uh, the Immortal One is, is I, I refer to them as kind of more of the alternative type bands. Right. Well, uh, you got, well, you got one bad pig. Exactly. You know, which is why I would be going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if that is your, that is your cup of tea, then that's the one. Now, if you like the more straight ahead uh rock 80s metal kind of stuff you know then immortal 2 is where you're going to get a heavy dose of white cross and Lars carlson and 
Yeah. And uh, the straight up rock groups and Glenn Kaiser will be there in a little too. And, you know, so just for the, uh, for the hard rockers. Yeah. Um, so I wish I was uh, going this weekend to hang out with the, with the bands and, and see the people, but um, I just have to wait my turn until September. Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes life gets in the way and, Things don't always go as the way you want them to. Yeah, they sure don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God's got different ideas and, and, and curveballs curve are always being thrown. That's right. Because we but, live in an imperfect world. Yeah, that, that is a fact. That is a fact. Oh, I, I'd, be, I'd be foolish not to ask you your, your guitar of choice. What, what's your go-to wax? Well... I have uh, the same guitar that I've had since uh, approximately the year 1985, actually. Wow. I have a parts caster, just a Frankenstein. Okay. That I put together. And uh, then it sat dormant for many years because I had literally worn out the neck. You could press your thumb on the back of the neck, and the wood was, like, soft, and you could push it in. Is this when I say it's worn out? I mean, it is literally worn through to the truss run. Oh my! So there was just like a thin veneer over the truss run, and you know, multiple refrets and, and all this stuff. So, so then uh, uh, a studio client just dropped off a a uh, one of those uh, Eddie Van Halen guitars. Yeah. With the with the red and the white stripes and all that, yeah. And uh, so I said, "Boy, this guitar plays really great, but I don't want to play this guitar." So I took the neck off of that and I put that onto my original guitar, and have played that guitar for a long time. And then something strange happened last year at Immortal Fest, and you can ask the other bands. They uh, they had a they have many guitars just hanging on the wall in the green room. Mm-hmm. And they had this beautiful 2012 Flying V, Gibson Flying V. Right. And I just pulled it down off the, w- the wall and started casually picking on it. And then it has never left my side since then. Huh. <laughs> it's become my de facto, my number one guitar. That's that's it's got, the... it's got a little bit thicker tone than my Frankenstein, and I have a Les Paul guitar, um, and that's got a real biting a biting kind of a sound, right? It's real real crunchy in the mid range. The the V is a little bit more like top to bottom, like a little bit more well balanced tonally. Does, does that have Gibson pickups in it? Yeah, it does, and my. My tech that I see, uh, he, he he looked at the pickups and he's like, man, there are no markings on these pickups. So we really don't know what we're looking at. It's like whatever pickups they had in the guitar in 20, year 2012. And usually the first thing I do when I get a new guitar is I start swapping out pickups. Sure. And personalizing it to my to my preferences. But this particular guitar, just now nah, just leave it the way it is because it just plays really great. It's got it's got what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's oh, 
I, I was just remembering some of the pictures that you posted of uh, you with in John Lowry's studio. Yeah. Uh, do, are you actually playing mandolin on the new album? Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I looked at that and I went, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine this one, but, but I'm well, looking forward me, to let it. Me, let me just put it to you this way. I have a personal theory, okay? Yeah. This is my personal theory of White Cross. Uh, the White Cross sound is kind of like a brand. Yeah. Do not mess with the brand. Give people what they expect to hear. I understand now. Uh, you know, uh, there was a, not, not to build up ACDC or anything, but Angus Young made a hilarious quotation. He said, I get so mad when people say we have 14 albums out and they all sound exactly alike. Yeah. He said, don't these people know better? We have, Actually, we have 17 albums that all sound exactly alike. <laughs> and and I, I'm, I agree with, with uh, it's a humor, but I agree with where that's going is, you know, you don't mess with the, the formula. Right. So, so we have a full lineup of, uh, you know, I, I really try to just, stick with that bread and butter uh white cross sound right and you know and i have the guitar solo that's kind of a thing that i do on every single album um and then but i also feel like yeah so once you check all the boxes that way it's also good to just um you know okay now there's room for for some new things like okay. a couple of acoustic songs. Okay. So we have an acoustic song. So there's a couple of acoustic songs, but I think we have like um, 11 tracks on this album too. So, wow. So it's like eight or nine, you know, right down the middle, you know, guns blazing into your chest kind of, kind of sound that we're known for. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a couple that are like, uh, uh, you know, and now for something completely different. <laughs> um, and that's so ergo, you know, here comes the mandolin. I love so, that. Yeah. I, and, uh, there's something about that MTV unplugged format. Right. That is also very appealing. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that is also part of the, uh, the package as well. The, the 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 acoustic MTV thing is it's it's true musicianship. They're, they're, you can't hide behind a lot of effects when you're acoustic. Yeah, it's a lot harder to to get away with things. That's true. Yeah, there is, there are less things that you can get away with. Is John playing keyboards on anything that you're doing? Um, no, he's promised to. Um, there, I have a I have a song that is just very different from anything we've ever done before, and uh, I asked John, and he agreed to. Uh, he's going to write me an orchestration um, for a song that we have, and 
he might do some keyboards here and there. I have a couple other guys. I have my my good friend Todd Waits who does some keyboards for us from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, I I I would say this. I'm using I'm using a little bit more keyboards as we go along, just because I like the sound of it. Right. And I'm not worried about. Well, how are you going to do it live? It's like, oh, you know, live we do what we do. Right. Uh, but I'm not not going to be afraid to use uh, keyboards here and there. That's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to this. It, it's it's great. I get excited when I hear that new that Christian bands are still producing new music. Oh yeah. You you oh, just don't hear it. You, you you just don't hear enough of it. Right. And, and what, one of the things I'll say about you guys I blame is Spotify. <laughs> I do. I really do. Spotify, you know, people don't want to buy your album. Why should I buy your album when I can just listen to it for free on Spotify? Right. Yeah. And then Spotify, oh, but we pay the artists. Yeah, if if you count point zero 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 one of a penny as payment. Yeah. You know, I I see my uh, Spotify statement. Um, and there's like you know there'll be cumulatively between all the songs, the various songs that are getting played on Spotify, there'll be hundreds of thousands of plays, and then there'll be like a check for like nineteen dollars. Right. Yeah, it's we're in a totally different world. Yeah. So, so I, you know, in the old days, uh, in the old days, you really had to fight with the record companies, were the ones who were defrauding you, but. Um, you know, we would ship like 20,000 copies on day one. Right. And, you know, then we double that in like two weeks. Right. So, you know, when a new, whatever new album came out, it was very exciting times, both for the fans and for the band. You know, it's great. Hey, now it some money. So it, I'm, I'm going to throw it in, in defense of people who, uh, who gripe at, uh, at uh, merch prices at concerts, stop griping. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I the, the band's got to make cash somehow. Otherwise, no, I don't know. if you have a twenty-five dollar shirt, that seems like a like a reasonable value to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, the thing that the thing that that I don't really get is is again back in the nineties, we do concerts. And then we would spend, we would come out after the concert, we'd hang out by the merch table and sign autographs, take pictures, chat with people. Sometimes we'd be there for two hours right? after the show. And we, you know, I would make sure that everybody who wants a photo or whatever, you know, yeah. it's like we take care of every single person. And now... We have these these meet and greets, mm -hmm. and people will pay anywhere from twenty five dollars, unless uh, or if you go to a Kiss concert and you're lucky enough to get a meet and greet ticket for four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars plus tax. Right. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm floored by those. You know, and just. Just oh, regular normal bands are charging a hundred between a hundred and two hundred dollars for meeting greets, and they sell out. Yeah, and people are okay with that. And I was like, well, you know, we've had this discussion in the band. It's like, hey, I don't exactly get that. And and it, and when this this whole paid meet and greet 
concept came out, I was like, man, I don't like that. You know, it's like, it feels really awkward to me. But yeah. the reality is, what's like, well, you know, people don't want to buy albums, but they will pay for a meet and greet. So, okay. That's just, you know, I didn't, I, I would prefer the old system that we had, you know, where I make a record. Yeah. You give me $15 for the record. I'm allowed to make a $5 profit and everybody goes away happy. I'd, I'd and, rather pay, the, I'd, I'd rather buy a $50 shirt than pay for a meet and greet. I want to, yeah. I, I, I would much rather have the t shirt and have you back there at the merch table talking. That's, yeah. I, I, would, I know, right? I would I know, prefer right? that like, so much more. I it, That's what seems the best to me, but I guess I don't know anything. So, yeah. And, yeah. That, you know, and, that, and I do play the guitar, so that dovetails pretty well, you know. But at least you're not the drummer. Yeah, at least I'm not the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> what should you do if the drummer is knocking at your front door? Uh, pay for the pizza? Pay for the pizza. Send him on his way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for our singer friends, what what should you do if the lead singer is at your front door? Not sure. Well, I wouldn't worry about it because they can't find the key and they don't know when to come in anyways. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> yay. Uh I'm gonna play that one back for John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, talked talk about the Indianapolis show with with it uh, Oktoberfest. That was that was such a or an awesome time. I I never thought that I'd get a chance to see White Cross, Petra, and Striper all on the same stage before because. And and I'm not taking away credit from anybody that wasn't there, but those are the three bands that that I think of when I think of Christian rock. Yeah, there. that's really um, like that's really a concept that should have been done a lot more. Uh, you know, Striper, they're on to other things. Though. They they like to play with uh, groups from uh, the mainstream world. Yeah. Um, so. No, I know, but uh, I, at that concert, um, I was down in, uh, I had a little side room for a warm-up room, mm-hmm. and then I hear Michael Sweet is like right on the other side of the wall, he was warming up his voice, so, uh, yeah. you know, so we had, you know, we just sat and shot the breeze together for about two hours Yeah, before the concert, so that was fun, you know, it was a good, good chance to hang out with the guys. Um, That's... That was the coolest. Um, I was, I was, I was down in the, the room with you and and the Petra guys. Yeah, John Schlitt was in there talking to me for uh, yeah about forty five minutes. And, and I got Bob uh, Hardman, and I was chatting with him and his wife. Yeah, for about forty minutes too. So yeah, and so it's all in all, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great time to just make connections and hang out with people. It, it, there, there's, there's not enough of that stuff, so. So kudos to the guys who put on the Immortal Fest. But oh, yeah. I, I'd love to see more, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need a great big festival show. I, I'd just like to see more regular Christian rock bands be able to get out there and promote. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's harder and harder, and that's kind of why I backed off from 
doing what I was doing for so long, it, uh, uh, it I, I was, the, the bands that I was booking go back farther than yours. I was doing, you know, Randy Stonehill and then yeah. Phil Keggy and it was, yeah. and, and that, that's a hard genre. I mean, I actually just, just a few months ago did my first Southern gospel show with, with huh. the, the, with the Blackwoods okay. and, and, uh, it, it was it was kind of funny because it was the first concert I ever did where everybody there was older than me. <laughs> I was dodging wheelchairs and, and walkers for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 to but to see that to see that age group, that generation love to get out and hear their type of music. That was exciting for me. And yeah, and, and and that's why I got got so excited when I when I heard about Immortal Fest and, and Oktoberfest, just because you, there's not enough of that around anymore. So, uh, on behalf of me and, and 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 everybody else out there, you know, thank you for for still putting out new good music. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, don't thank me. Thank God, because uh, I just don't really know how to do anything else. So, I, that's just what I keep doing because I'm too dense to get like a re- a real job. <laughs> Well, so I just I just keep doing this, you know, because that's the only thing I know how to do. So it's like I, I've, I've said this a hundred times. I don't know why, but God loves a schmuck. And, and I'm thankful because they don't get bigger than me. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a goofball in Indiana in a cornfield. Right. right. You know, but anyway, I, I do have to ask one question because I ask everybody this before I let them go. You you okay. you are on slaying it with Santa Rob, so you get a wish. I get if, a wish. You, you get a wish if you could ask for anything. In two your case, <laughs> two more wishes. Just just be careful because they go by fast. Who who <laughs> who do you wish you could play with alive or de- uh, that's dead or alive right now? Dead or alive. Hmm. Well. You know, they say that Jesus was a carpenter, right? Yeah. But as far as we know, he never actually sang on any of their albums. <laughs> oh, great. Now I'm going to have dreams of the carpenters. and Oh, look, there's Karen again. <laughs> <laughs> Do that drum solo again for me, Karen. Ay, ay, ay. Wrecked your gas. <laughs> hey. I'm I'm gonna let you run. I really appreciate the time that you took to to, to be on, on the yeah. show. I'm glad well, we uh, we got past the, those things that were why we kept dropping the call and stuff. But well, we we, we solved the problem and and we got it done. And yep. and, and I do have to ask one more thing. Um, what what kind of advice are you going to give to a young guy who wants to uh, aspire to be a guitar player? Well, I'm going to do the pastorly type thing, and I'm going to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, And there's an assumption in that that you are aligning your desires with God's desires. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, for a young guy, that is, that is a 
I mean, it's relevant at every age of life, but especially when you're young and you're starting out and you're feeling like you're wanting to make your mark in the world, um, which is normal for all young men. Um, And for a musician, doubly, it's doubly important because it's, there are six ways from Sunday that you can go off the rails um, in, in your music career. It just, things can go sideways, like before you know it. Right. So it's just really important to, um, and you know, one thing, if, if you don't mind me saying is I see this on Facebook a lot these days mm-hmm. and I haven't quite figured out how to, how to phrase this really well, but I see a lot of, I see a lot of Christians that are just bashing the church. Right. And people talking about, well, you know, I never got close to God until I left organized religion. You know, my church was so rigid and so evil and so many hypocrites and the pastor's teaching was bad and this and that and the other. And um, I'm like, well, you know, it's just, if you think that that's your experience, then you need to find a different church. But as believers, we need to be together. Right. And there's there's strength in there's safety in numbers, and there is no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. Yeah. Because when you're a lone ranger Christian, then what happens every single time is you just you end up just doing whatever you want to do and justifying it and there's no accountability to your life and next thing you know you're just you're just um you're not you're not living god's best life for you right so uh and so you young young musicians you need a good church you need a good solid church with some accountability and accountability goes all the way around you know we need accountability for the leaders all these guys who are who are bashing church on uh, facebook the what they're complaining about one of the things that they complain about is lack of accountability for the pastor mm-hmm. it's like yeah so pastors need to be accountable everybody needs accountability but you know here's the thing you need accountability as well yeah so uh, we need accountability to keep us on right track and um, you need to keep your nose in the Bible and learn it and God will talk to you through the scriptures these are things that we know and uh, you know I'm not telling you anything that's controversial in any way Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just talking about common sense right you know I I think that this this has been one of my favorite interviews that I've had since I've been doing this Rex you, you you shoot you shoot it straight and that's that's yeah. really needed right now so thank you I guess I guess you need to get out more then <laughs> well if this that, is your that, favorite that, interview then you should get out more often well, well like I said <laughs> I'm, I'm I've, kidding. I've, I've had singers and wrestlers you're the first guitar player man yeah yeah <laughs> I'm kidding well you know I hope maybe in the future we can do a part two because th- this this was great. I can't thank you enough for be- taking sure. the time off to be here you today. Betcha. And okay. uh, God bless your brother, and I will talk to you again real soon. All right, Rob. Bless you too, and uh, blessing to all of your listeners. 
All right. Thanks, Rex. Okay. Talk later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rex Carroll, for an awesome interview. It was a lot of fun to have you on the on the podcast. And if you liked uh, this uh, this interview, head over to uh, the White Cross Facebook page. Be, be sure to like it. And uh, let Rex know that you listened to the show. Let's, uh, let's keep uh, White Cross going. Thank you to my amazing sponsors, Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. Their website is bscenterprises.com. Check out the amazing uh, mustache wax products that Brent has to offer. Use discount code Santa Rob and save 15%. And if you like to collect things such as video games, wrestling figures, G.I. Joe's, Barbies, whatever, head on over to hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com and use discount code Santa Rob and save 15% there too. Also, if you have a question or a comment or a guest suggestion, send me an email at santarobpodcast at gmail.com. And please be sure to head over to Facebook and like our Facebook page, Slaying It with Santa Rob on Facebook. Like the page. Let me know that you're there. Leave me comments. Tell me a bad joke. I just want to know that you're out there listening. Just thanks for, thanks for all the support. I'll see you next week on episode 16 on Slaying It with Santa Rob.